The Frequency 49 Show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. My name is Rob Newell and I'm your host for tonight. I'm joined by my regular co-host James Little and making his vocal debut on the show, Mr. Graham Ross. How are we, gentlemen? Evening. Good. Good to have you with us tonight. Now, before we go any further, I need to comment on what's been happening in the North Bay area of California. Obviously, our regular host, Petrino, lives in that area, has been affected by this. She's obviously a volunteer in the area as well, helping out people need to be evacuated and just making sure people are aware of what's going on and get information out there. So our thoughts are with Kat at the moment, along with all the people who are volunteering and the responders over there at the moment. As of earlier on tonight, the latest statistics I had was that there are 17 people dead already as a result of the fires. Around 500 people already confirmed as missing. Obviously, that's going to be approximate figures at this time because we don't know what's going on exactly. There's another area or another county currently on a high alert to be evacuated, and the fire has burnt through nearly 170,000 acres. So, um, Kat is safe at the moment, although she is one of the people on alert. So, our thoughts and prayers are with Kat and her family, and we hope that they stay safe. And obviously, with all those first responders who are taking part in that effort. So, um, we're thinking of you, Kat, and we hope to have you back on the show as soon as you're able to be on there. So um, that's our thoughts with all those people affected at the moment. Now, Graham, I said vocal debut. Of course, you have yeah. quite a big role to play in the show with your sound engineering and editing. Sound engineering, it makes it sound very posh. It's really quite simple, yeah. No, I, no, yes, you're right. I'm just, uh, I, I'd say to come in and listen to some of the fun that you guys actually have because that's something, one thing that you do get to hear is how this actually uh, pans out live which is sometimes a little bit different from what we end up actually putting out as a podcast. So it's going to be quite a lot of fun um, that you guys get up to. So I thought I'd join in for once. Absolutely. Proud, proud to have you on tonight. I think me and James can both attest to what a good job you do on the sound department. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, we thank you very much. And we know that you would like someone to assist you with that. And we've asked a few times, is there anything you can say about what it is you actually do and what someone would need to be able to do if they did want to come forward and help you out? It, it is, as I said, it's, it is really, really quite simple. It's just a case of, you know, you, you're recording your own audio, uh, Rob, you're recording yours, uh, um, James, I'm, record, I'm recording mine. And basically it's just taking those those recordings and binding them together into one continuous stream. It's really quite straightforward. doesn't take um, that long, but it's just something that would be good to have a backup just in case, you know, something happened that, because at the end of the day, life, life's more important than this podcast. We all have our own lives with works, families and jobs. And sometimes you can't, all, you can't always be around to, to, to do it. So it's just to have somebody willing to, um, put their hands up and, and get involved and, and be there so that the show can go on um, just in case I get knocked over by the proverbial bus. Okay. And the software is free for people to download? Yeah, software is all freely available. We'll we'll talk you through how to get it all, how to use it, how basically splice it all together. Excellent. So if anyone listening and thinks they can do it, then we'd love to hear from you. Now, James, obviously you're a big part of the social media side of the group and we've had quite a big milestone this weekend. 
Do you want to tell everyone what happened? Yeah, we reached 2,000 members on our Facebook group. It goes from strength to strength. Um, we'll obviously post up the this podcast and the new members that have joined us. Uh, we'll see that uh, we do a podcast and hopefully they'll listen and appreciate it and agree with us. And I always say, um, I always speak to certain people in the group. We message during the game, uh, Jason Argo being one of them. And he expressed an opinion to me the other week. And he said he didn't want to post it up in the group because he was scared of what people would say. And I said, well, that's exactly what our group's all about. That's what makes it great. We've got so many people from different walks of life. He posted it up in the group and he got a great reaction. He had people disagree, agree, but we're always respectful to each other. It's what makes the group. He's seen these different of opinions. Um, we all support in the same team. So, yeah, it's great so i think it's a brilliant achievement i think it's testament to the guys who originally set it up as well we always thank them they know who they are um so yeah i think it's great it goes from strength to strength and i can't see you know not going from even further strength so yeah i was i was well pleased with it to be honest certainly is um but this obviously is a football podcast so we do need to talk about football um oh no this sunday we lost to the indianapolis colts for the second successive overtime game so where do we start with that one? Let's start with James. What do you think? Oh, it was painful. It was painful. It was a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I got very annoyed at one stage, and then they started to show a bit of a glimmer of hope and start producing. And I thought we might actually win this, and then we got let down ultimately in the end. Um, and we've lost. I think we've lost our last four games on a combined of ten or eleven points. I think it is. Eleven. Um, yeah. 11 points isn't it yeah so it's just painful it at some point hopefully the next game uh it's got to change um there was lots of mistakes made uh mental mistakes which was the most frustrating thing for me um it's just frustrating i think i don't need to tell everyone i think everyone felt the pain uh, you saw the game day thread just went absolutely silent after the game had finished i think everyone was just like ah uh, to this and then left that's very much the attitude i had i'm afraid but we, it's a new week we uh we go forward and move forward so yeah it was disappointing but let's move on okay graham what do you want to add well it was same as what we've seen before isn't it it was same we've seen all season um the, on, the only good thing i i can think about it we're compared to where we were last season I can only recall one game from last season where we were competitive into the fourth quarter, um, excluding the Rams game, which we obviously won. But the Miami game, which we lost, they they were the only two games that I can really recall that were competitive, like we are week in, week out um, at the moment. So you got to say there's steps in the right directions, but James is right, it was hard to watch. I I found it really flat and, you you know, didn't really get going up until the fourth quarter. I know that's when we started. We actually got into the end zone. But, you know, just moving the ball and then it's the same things as what we said in the podcast last week. Penalties at the most inappropriate time. Stupid penalties. Um, you know, drop passes. Really bad throws. I know we're going to probably talk about uh, the quarterback situation a little bit later. Yeah, I also think we're suffering from a little bit of, of rookie coach syndrome um, on both sides of the ball. Because I think that you know some question marks on the play calling, particularly on defense. That possession that they allowed at the end of the first half, when basically 
the Salah put us into the prevent defense and they just put it walked all the way down the field very very quickly and okay we stopped them from getting a touchdown but it was just like well just go and kick a field goal just you know kick a field goal you know take three points we'll give you three points if we had pressurized them then and stopped them from scoring something might have won this game so there's a lot of yeah a lot a lot of frustrations but we're going in the right direction i think i think we've got to take the got to look at a much bigger wider place we're going in the right direction and it's we just got to stick with it suck it up this year i think because i think it's going to be like this all season yeah a couple of people called it deepak you know deepak said we will well a number of people have said it's a rebuilding season but you saying that about the game i missed the entire first half got home listened to a bit of it on uh we have a bit of UK coverage here on the radio. Uh, they have an NFL game day show. And I listened to it and they literally went, yeah, and we'll go, we'll go to the Colts uh, Niners game. And uh, yep, it's just a couple of field goals and we'll go straight to this other game. And I was like, oh, great. So I haven't missed much. And then I got home and managed to watch the whole first uh, first half highlights. And I think the video I watched for the first half, half highlights, that was hard to say, was one minute, three seconds. And I was like, well, I haven't missed a lot. So yeah, it did. It was very slow getting off. Um, but I, it's my uh, my optimism, and I did say in the game day thread that you're not going to see Mr. Positive James. I am positive in the fact that, yeah, we are making progress. I got a bit annoyed and put a statement in the thread and said, you know, we're, we're not, I'm going to go out and say it, we're no, no better than we was last year, but that was wrong. It, that's not right at all, just how close we're losing these games, and we are being, we're losing competitively. Um, so there is progress. I'm not completely downbeat, but... I've gone for Mr. Optimistic. We can get a few wins too. Yeah, okay. This is, you know, this is going to take a bit of time. Uh, the rookie coaching, like you said, I think I was expecting, you know, the 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 so-called best defense that as well from last season. Um, as sorry, offensive. I said defensive. Um, with Shanahan, I don't think I think he struggled. Yeah, you can see his frustration on the sidelines. Whether his frustration was with his quarterback or whether his frustration was with his play calling, his quarterback not being able to execute it, or himself for making the play call. He's he's very frustrated. He's I think I like Shanahan. I, th- I think he he relates with the fans a lot, and I think he's as frustrated as we are. But yeah, it's progress. I agree with Graham. What about you, Rob? Me and Graham have waffled on. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> in terms of the defence, as Graham said, prevent defence. And I said this last week as well, prevents just about nothing. I was pleased that in overtime we actually tried to do something, even though we got burned with the, the deep throw down the sideline on that first drive that Ray Ray Armstrong eventually stopped with the interception. But we got to stop doing prevent defence because when they, when they actually attack and be a, have a go on the defensive side and put the quarterback under pressure, we look like a decent outfit on that side of the ball. And if you look at the stat line and the offence at the end of the game, you you wonder what all the fuss is about at times. Because you think Brian Hoyers was over 100 on the QBR, he had 300 yards passing, Garcon was over 100 yards, or very nearly. Um, Goodwin was. And you think, well, how are we not finishing these games off? The Colts, I don't think, are a good team. And I think that was a good chance to win a game. Personally, I think the Niners need to find a way of winning a game somehow. It might be an ugly win. It may be almost a fluky win. But I think we need to have a win. And I think we could get a couple of wins. Maybe not too many, but I think we could get a couple of wins throughout the rest of the season once we've got that first one. 
But um, watching the game towards the end, I was reminded of the 2003 England rugby team. Sorry, Graham, about that. But when Mr. Clive Woodward used to have a saying called teacup, which was thinking clearly under pressure. Sorry, Rob. I'm, gl- I'm glad, glad you mentioned that, actually, because I, I was actually going to mention that because I can remember um, getting a presentation uh, through, through work about teacup, and it was by by Clive Woodward's number two, and I can't remember his name. And what he said was that teacup was so important to them that that was a preferential and selection um, criteria of the squad over talent, in that they took some players that were of less talent than some of the other players, but they felt that they could trust them more because they knew that they were going to make the right decisions on how they were going to play. And at the moment, we saw we didn't really see that on Sunday from the 49ers. That, just not thinking clearly, and it's like that is such so important, particularly in this game. If there's a sport where this is most more prevalent, where you gotta have every single player on that field has got its own individual job to do, and it's got to react to what somebody else has got to do. It's incredibly a mental mental game. And we're just not doing it at this point in time, which is, I think, got to. I think you got to put you got to put that at the coaches. Yeah, I think just uh, another example is right at the end, wasn't it? In overtime, we just like you said about the fourth quarter, they come flying back into the game, forced overtime, made a stop. I mean, it looked like we'd lost the game when, thankfully, Brissett threw it straight to Ray Ray. We get down the, we needed what thirty yards for a field goal of our own. And we just couldn't move the ball, and it was like pass short, pass dropped, and, it, and it's the same old things again. You think just think clearly, execute. It's the same things every game. When the pressure's on, we're just not not finishing it off. And for me, that's I can understand it in some of the games. You look at where we're playing the Panthers' defense, we're playing the Seahawks' defense, the Rams' defense, even the Cardinals at home. But against the Colts, that should have been our chance. For me, that was the one. It should have sort of come together on, and I found that frustrating. And they just need to see more composure, more execution, and and that's my summing up of the game, really. But James, anything you want to add to what we no, saw? No, I think we've all summed it up. Um, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I think we've all summed it up. I think we've covered everything. The the thing is just to uh, just to stick with them and bear with them. I think this is this is going to come good. Um, I don't think it's going to be this season it might not even be next season uh, but we are going to see progress and you've, you've got to look at for me you've got to look at other teams and how long, look how many years has Raiders sucked for um, and you know and they're, they're a decent football team now because um, they've got those key elements, those key pieces that we're yet to acquire we've got certain key elements um, of our team but it takes a while to build an NFL team it's um it's not just a one you can't just go from a horrendous team which we have gone from uh to an incredible team i don't think it really happens does it so yeah i think just we'll all bet we'll have to bear with it um i think we're going in the right direction ultimately this is one thing i raise off this for both of you to comment on because i was obviously said on the show last week about carlos hyde perhaps for me perhaps being a trade potential and in this game, he had, what, eight rushes for 19 yards? And Matt Burida had, what, 10 rushes for almost 50. So 
what do we make of Carlos's high performance? And that was just that was just this game, wasn't it? Look, up until that, well, up until this point in the season, he's been our bright spark on our offense. He is limited in terms of his pass blocking ability. He's very lacklustre, but you get players that you know you know their weaknesses. You just don't use them in that situation. Um, you know we've got other players to use in pass blocking schemes. So let's just use Carlos Hard as a running back, a powerful running back with use check blocking and he'll be a productive player for us. I think in terms of trade back, what we're realistically going to get for him, um, you know, I wouldn't like to mention what round pick, but Adrian Peterson's just been traded to the Cardinals. All right, he's not Adrian Peterson of old, but what did they get for him? The talk is a sixth round pick. Now, Adrian Peterson could quite easily... And we can, nobody can deny he's got the ability. I don't know whether he's got the fitness or anything that he used to, but he could go and have a massive season now. And that's a six-round pick. So what are we going to get for Carlos Hyde? don't think it's worth giving up, my personal opinion, giving up one of our key offensive things, especially when there's so much question around the quarterback. It's you know, it's that handoff, the ability to hand off. Matt Breeders, young. He looks. I like the look of him. Um, he could quite easily take over from Carlos Hyde if you know we let cut hard go at the end of his contract or we choose to trade him but I think at this moment in time I don't personally don't think it's worth trading him at all I think it'll be a knock on the team as well um, again I've mentioned previously I follow the guy on social media he's a very like he's like it looks like he's liked around the place as well and I think it might have a negative impact on the team to trade him now but that's just my opinion him a, tr- a trade for Carlos side won't happen that's that that's guaranteed because nobody he's in a, he's in a contract year he, he's in he's Ricky Deere ends he's a free agent at the end of the season so if any other team wants him they're not going to give up a draft pick for him when they can just go pay him some money provided they've got the cap space so um nothing's going to happen with Carlos Hyde um ju- you know during the season at the end of the season that's that's a different thing but one thing that um I don't think you can have too much of and that's depth in this game injuries do happen um I like Hyde I like Breda I quite I quite like both of them to to remain on the 49ers team to be honest because I think they're both very productive um I think Carlos Hyde this game he was benched for quite for, for quite a bit and uh, and Shanahan in his press conference mentioned that you know was going with the the hot hand and uh, in in Breda and and just immediately thought, oh, when did I last hear that phrase? Oh, that was when Harbaugh was talking about Kaepernick and Smith and and the old veteran got uh, lost his job and got traded. So um, and look how t- how that turned out to be. So somebody might be hotter right now. M- might not be the uh, the right answer all the time. Um, but the one thing that I've got. Um, a question about in ter- for, for you two guys in terms of the running is like if you look at our our play selection i mean against the cardinals i think hoyer attempted 49 passes and against the colts he attempted 46 passes and i think um we had about 25 runs plays in in in, in each game so we're heavily weighted towards a, the passing game Surely the strength of this team is the running game. So, so should we not be running it a little bit more rather than passing it? It's been my biggest surprise this season. The thing is, the playbook, it's Shanahan's playbook, um, but he hasn't got the players that he had playing the plays, playing the plays, <laughs> running the plays that he had last season. He hasn't got Matt Ryan. He's got Brian Hoyer. And yeah, we, he knows him, but he hasn't got the ability of 
Matt Ryan. Um, and he got the best out of Tevin Coleman. Um, I know he had Deontay Freeman, who's a great uh, running back. But yeah, it really has surprised me the the lack of um, the lack of the use of the running game, but also the lack of like spontaneous plays um, with the running game, the trick plays uh, that we could do. I don't know whether he hasn't really got confidence in Hyde or Breeder catching out of the backfield. Um, I've not seen anything from Hyde. Uh, oh, can't really comment on Breeder. I've not really seen anything from Hyde to say that he really drops. Uh, passes, I know he can be prone to a fumble, but uh, yeah, so I think it does. It needs to be explored more, definitely, uh, especially with the the pressure and the, all the talk is around the quarterback. The idea, you know, the ideal way of doing that is just to relieve some of the pressure off the quarterback by using the run game more. We've got the best uh, fullback in the league, um, and we've got Joe Staley, who's a hell of a, a blocker. Um, so yeah, there is there is, we have got the players to utilize the run game, but they seem to be running. Well, they seem to be running run plays, like the same. So if it doesn't work once, they'll do a, they'll throw a throw in pass uh, passing play in there, and then they'll run the same run play. And it's like, well, if it doesn't go, you know, if it's, you, know, you can't run it left, go right. So yeah, the the lack of imagination in the play calling has been quite alarming for me really this season. Uh, I'm very disappointed in. Shanahan's play calling so far, but you know, like uh, Graham said, he's a he's a rookie coach, so he will learn. He will learn, but yeah, definitely, I think we need to use like it's a very good point, Graham. Very good point. Picking up on what you just said there is like him not adapting to the players that he's got, and he's running what he. That's what the biggest criticism of Chip Kelly was last season. Mm. Yeah, true. Very true. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think there is beginning to be a bit more criticism of Shanahan. I'm beginning to hear it, but for me in the running game, I'm surprised we haven't used, uh, James, you were hinting at this, Kyle Juzek, or however you want to pronounce his name, the juice as he, as he gets called. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. We, we doesn't, he seems to be in there for about three or four plays, maybe maybe five or six during the whole game, and some of those are like passes he's catching out the backfield. And I'm thinking back to the heyday of the 49ers, and we had Roger Craig, we had Tom Rathman, mm-hmm. and it was it was almost like what do the Titans call it now? Is it exotic Smash Mouth? <laughs> yeah. And Tom Rathman yeah. would just slam it down, and he'd get yards, and Juzak could do that. And you could and you could have Kai or Carlos Hyde or Matt Burita behind him, mm-hmm. and have those options. I mean, and you'd get better pass protection as well if you had to fall back in there more often. So I don't know why we're not using Juzak in them. Especially because the Falcons are one of the teams that used a fullback last year. Yeah, they yeah. they traded him to Buffalo, didn't they? But um, they were using a fullback quite a lot, and we don't seem to be doing that now. Yeah, no, I agree, totally agree. And they went, totally they agree. went out and got him. Uh, you know, as a as a franchise, they went out and got the best fullback in the league with the idea of using him. So you're exactly right, Rob. We we haven't used him enough. I haven't looked into the stats of you know how many plays he's uh, actually been involved in, but you rarely see him. Uh, I rarely notice him in a game, so yeah, so far this season anyway. Um, apart from, did he not catch? He got a touchdown, didn't he? He's got a touchdown this season, or am I mistaken? He got some big uh, plays. Got one against the Colts. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he got one in the last game. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's the first time I've really recognised. But yeah, completely. Um, you know, like Graham said, not utilising the weapons. Uh, great coaches uh, use, you know, use the weapons available to them. I mean, the Patriots have got this motto of our next man up. Um, and you know they pick people up, and then all of a sudden, the the production that they get out of these people that they pick up from, 
you know, trades and from free agents uh, is unbelievable. So, yeah, so great, you know, they should be using the players available in the right way. But who am I, who am I to question, uh, you know, the head coach? It's the issue that Michael raised a few weeks ago and continues to raise in the Facebook group as well. The, in our run game, we can't go down the middle. Everyone has to go wide because the guards in the centre are like turnstiles. And we're playing single back sets, either if it's a pass, it's almost straight away. And if it's mm-hmm. a run, then Hyde or Verida have got to make about four or five yards and beat three people just to get one or two yards. Unless you can, yes, get, to, exactly. unless you can get to Joe Staley or or the the right tackle Trent Brown and um, and having a fullback there surely is going to make it a little bit easier to, to get a few more positive yards out of it and a bit more protection I just, to me it's a no brainer and we should be doing it but uh, I, I totally agree and that was totally summed up I think we had a third and one um, play and we ran Carlos Hyde into gap one between the centre and the guard and he got stuffed and we, got, and we, t- and we had to turn the ball over and downs why? yeah exactly they should have us. They should have us on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> but we're fans, and this is what it's all about. Yeah. This is what this is all about. It's great, isn't it? We have our opinions, and uh, we, and, and we get to uh, we, we get to voice them. It's the beauty of this uh, of this show. That's why. That's why I, I've I've loved hearing it, and uh, love. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, and now we have a message from our great friend and former host, Mr. Paul McDonald. The Frequency 49 show continues to expand its worldwide audience and we would like to thank you, the listeners and contributors, for making the show so popular. Everyone involved in making the show, from the presenters in front of the microphones to the researchers and editors in the back room, give their time freely. However, there are costs in publishing the shows and keeping the archived episodes available to all. To raise funds to cover the cost of publishing, we've set up a GoFundMe page for anyone that may wish to donate towards those running costs. No matter how much you can afford to donate, we appreciate it, and it'll keep the show on the air for another year. If you'd like to donate, visit GoFundMe.com and search Frequency 49 Show. Visit our Facebook page, Niner Empire GB, for more information, or click on the link in the show's description. Interest is based on show content. Approval is subject to you being a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. Thanks, Paul. Really appreciate that. And we look forward to having you on the show again as soon as you're available. Um, so just as a little reminder for people, I noticed obviously today in the group, Daryl Niels Hammond has put up the pick six. Um, just remind people to take part in that competition. Make sure you do follow the rules he's put out in the group and put your entries in using the correct names of the teams. And it causes problems if we use abbreviations or or um, also known as names, shall we say, in terms of Seahawks. Because I know we like <laughs> to have some different names for the Seahawks. So try and make it easier on Darryl. does a great job putting that together. And you're also doing quite well in the competition, I notice, as well. <laughs> yeah. Look as well. But everyone who's doing well in that, congratulations. But there's a long way to go. And me and James that's might catch up, yeah. Sorry, that's a sore point for me. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's one time, I think it was, a, it was after a couple of weeks ago, um, I put. I know. I put my my picks in, and for, for whatever reason, the post didn't go through. So I thought I'd done it, and I just and I've lost four four marks. So uh, I should be a lot better further up. So I'm like I'm like Richard now. Now, yeah. if you're going to put them in, get them in, and make sure that the post is sent. Otherwise, Daryl's not going to um, not going to count them. Yep. But there you go. Let me help Daryl out with that. So thank you, Daryl, for what you're doing there. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah.
Okay, so gentlemen, moving forward, as we like to move forward, we've got a game coming up on Sunday, but obviously the quarterback of the Washington team, Mr. Kirk Cousins, has been linked to us. And obviously we talk about the quarterback every week anyway. So we saw Hoya last week. We got, we're going to see Kirk Cousins up close this week. What do we think going forward? Is Cousins going to be the saviour of one of these two teams next season? James, what do you think? Oh, I knew you'd ask me. I was going to let Graham take the lead on this one. On you go, man. It's a question that I've said before. It's a question that's going to keep coming up every single week, especially at the minute with the question around the quarterback situation. Um, we're going to find out how he does against us at the weekend. Um, I'm still of the opinion that I don't think he's the answer. Uh, is he better than what we've got currently? I I would have to say yes at the minute. Um, am I particularly scared about what he's going to do to us? Not really. Um, I think if we lose this game going into it, it's going to be once again due to our own failures more than a whooping by the Washington team. Um, yeah. <sighs> I'm saying that he's probably going to throw massive numbers, isn't he, on Sunday? And uh, and I'm going to eat my words. It hasn't happened to me yet, but no, I, he doesn't particularly scare me. I don't think he's the answer, and I do think he's better than what we've currently got at quarterback. Um, and I think he's currently performing better than what we've got at quarterback. I haven't compared their stats side by side. Um, I've just been keeping a close eye. They've got more wins than us for a start, so I don't know how many. I don't know whether they've scored more points than this, this season. A uh, bit of poor research on my part, apologies, but no, it doesn't particularly scare me too much. What do you think, Graham? Um, well, there's two questions there, isn't it? Um, it is who is Cousins playing for next year, and is he the is he the answer uh, for the Forty ers And I saw the Week One game. Um, I, I watched that um, again. The Redskins versus the, the Philadelphia Eagles, um, and I wasn't that impressed. Um, if I'm honest, but I think since that game he, throughout the season, he has improved. Whereas I think you could say that what we've seen higher in week one is still the same higher that we're seeing now, um, in that he's not got back into in, into full season mode. Um, we higher is not the answer. We need a we need a quarterback. Cousins will probably be available on the open market. Um, but this off-season is going to be crazy for quarterbacks because there's so many teams needing them. There is quite... A, it's not just um, Cousins that will be, a, that'll be a free agent. Alex Smith could be a free agent. Um, Garoppolo um, it could be on the market. Mm -hmm. um, plus, you've got the, the draft class where our ex-GM, um, Scott Ma was Scott McLuhan, or as I would call him, McClacken, said, believes that there will be three quarterbacks taken in the top ten in the first round and five in the first round altogether, which is unprecedented. So there is a lot of fun and games going to be going on with um, the quarter one of the quarterbacks that are available and the teams that need quarterbacks, because it's not just the 49ers that's going to need a quarterback. Um, chances are this is Carson Palmer's last year so Arizona will need a quarterback unless they stick with Blaine Gabbard please well, Ma they've please. got the rookie Mahomes that's the Chiefs you, 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 yeah, yeah so, so, so that's why Alex Smith could be coming out available 
Um, B- B- ben Rosberg's uh, is almost thrown in the towel based on uh, you know his five interceptions at the weekend. Um, Eli Manning is struggling, um, and plus the proverb you know the, the you know the, the Jets will always need a quarterback. Um, there's you know, there's loads of teams out there that are go- that are going to need quarterbacks, and it's just going to be. How it's all going to be play out, I have no idea, but it's going to be really interesting to wait and see. I know we're having a bad season, but don't wish it all away yet, Graham. <laughs> Let's not get to that yet. That is for you know, springtime. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, in the free agency and, and the draft. Right now, we've got we, we've got Hoyer. Mm-hmm. We just have to live with it. He's not the answer. We will see Bethard sometime during the season, whether that's after the bye, whether that's in. At the end of the day, if I do believe if Shannon thought he was ready, he'd be in there. He, he's not for for a reason. But you know what I would love to see? I would love to see. Uh, do you know what? Can we not just give him a series in the second quarter and just see how he does, and just uh, and just start getting him exposed to the first team and the high speed, because you won't be seeing that mm-hmm. on the practice squad and then on the training ground. So that's what I would love to see. You know. Until he stands beyond that O line, and somebody comes running straight down the middle and goes, "Nah, I'm out of it." <laughs> but uh, just a little bit of uh, background. I said I hadn't looked at the stats. So I was just bringing up the stats then. Uh, Brian Hoyer has thrown for more yards, over 200 more yards this season. Cousins has got seven touchdowns. Hoyer's got four. Brian Hoyer has got attempted 194 passes and completed 115, whereas Cousins got 128. 121 attempt and completed 80 so you know yeah we've got a quarter about this time for more yards and could have been a lot more yards if Goodwin caught a few of those deep yeah balls. that's true that's where he's racking these yardages up isn't it really on the uh, on those few plays that do come off for him so there has been talk of uh, the depth chart being uh, Trent Tyler up to the second receiver. There's talk of uh, that's a possibility if Goodwin carries on with the drops. So it's rumours. It's just what I read on our uh, social media account on Twitter. Oh, I saw that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, so. yeah. But the thing is, so you got. Did you see the catch that he did make on Sunday? Yeah, that was phenomenal. Exactly. That really was. Yeah. That's what he can do. Top yeah. It is what he can do. That is right. Yeah. Yeah. Just not con- again, not consistent. With them. A couple more things on Cousins before we move away. Um, obviously, we're probably one of the few teams that could afford him if, on his current wage structure with our salary cap space. And we do have his favourite target from last year already on our team. Yeah. Mr. Garthon. Yeah. So, I'm not saying the dice cast any one way or the other, but um, the, th- the thought that, or that you made, Graham, about Mr. CJ Beathard, I think that's something that's beginning to pop up more and more in the group as well. People want to see what the what the rookie might have before deciding what we do next season. I think you've got to see you got you've got to know what you've got in Beathard before you make any decision whether and where you pay the money or who you pick as a draft pick. You've got you no, know, you've drafted him this year. Surely you've got to know what it what what it is. Is he your long term backup? Is he a future starter? What is he? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you have to know that if you're if you're if you're doing that. So, I'm convinced we will see him. It's just a matter of when. I think we have to see him. I think, um, from what I know of the college game, I'm not the biggest expert in, on this. Admittedly, I know Deepak watches a bit more than I do, but um, it felt like CJ Beathard was a bit of a reach when we drafted him in the third round. There were other quarterbacks still on the board that could have come off, um, and some still did. And 
for me, better was probably a fifth or a sixth round selection for somebody. And so, but who knows? Tom Brady was a sixth round pick at the end of the day. So. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> the most quoted draft statement in NFL history. I like the guy who went Mr. Irrelevant this year. Um, yeah, it was Jim Kelly's nephew. Went to Denver. Oh, uh, Chad, Kelly. Chad Kelly. Yes, yes. I uh, got an arm on him. Last chance you, I saw him on. If you've watched that on Netflix, Last Chance You, he, uh, yeah, he's uh, got a bit of a chip on his shoulder. He has a bit, but as Graham hinted, there's also quite a few quarterbacks coming out in the drafts. One or and there's a few that are probably going to drop to the second or third round who look very good and could be in Heisman Trophy contention anyway this year. So. Yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. But let's move away from the quarterback discussion and look at the the whole bigger picture of the Redskins game. What do we think is going to happen on Sunday? Again, a third road game in a row. I'm I'm worried. Um, the Redskins are coming off a bye week, so they're rested. They, they have actually looked, as I said earlier, they have improved. They have actually looked really, really good. And if you go back to the Rams game, yeah, we were, we scored five touchdowns and we lost, we lost by two points. But at the end of the day, if the Rams could play special teams, they would have blown us away that day. You know, they had muff punts, muffed um, kick returns, lost an onside kick, and, and all that kind of stuff. So we got possessions that we scored from. The Redskins just look an all-round better team to me. So that said, we've been competitive. We've raised our game. We've you know we've done we've done really well. But I, I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong. But if if there's if there's any one team that's going to blow us out of the ones that we're playing, I think it's more likely to be to be the Redskins and could come this week. I seriously hope I'm wrong. I just think we know what we're going we know what we're going to be like. We're going to move the ball a little bit. We're going to get we're going to make mistakes. We're going to get penalties. We're going to be frustrated. Ah, oh, it's going to be horrible to watch. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I know that's really negative. Mm. Yeah, M- Mr. Positive over here is. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Over to you, James. <laughs> L- lighten the mood again, oh, oh, please, mate. I, uh, I would love to, but I'm, <laughs> I'm of the same thinking of you, Graham. I'm afraid for this week. We've been very close and very competitive. This game, like you say, they've they're coming off a rest as well. That's so important in this league. Uh you know, we've all seen how tired our defence is getting. How long? How quick are they going to get tired in this game if they're on the field for a lot longer than the offense? Uh, you know, I've I've said it before. The offense needs to step up. Everyone knows that the offense needs to step up. They need to, even you know, even if they're not um, setting the world on fire, scoring t- uh, touchdowns every drive, they need to sustain a drive. They need to get two or three first downs. Um, they just, they, you know, they need to stay on the field in order to give the defence time to rest, which will be the key, in my opinion, for us to have a chance at winning this game. Is the defence uh, again? But I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm of Graham. I don't know whether it's because I was so deflated about how we lost on Sunday um, and how close we came to losing. I think Deepak used the term "we snatched defeat from the jaws of victory." Uh, two weeks in a row and he's very right about that but I think this week's going to be different if we win this week um, I think we'll have to win by a number of points and if we lose this week we're going to lose by a number of points so yeah I'm afraid um, I'm actually going to 
say I, I think this week we're going to lose. I've been very positive all season and think we're going to win. Genuinely, when I thought we were going to win, I thought we were going to win. But this week, I do think we're going to lose. Hopefully, there's a bit of reverse psychology in there and we win. But I will watch it. I will be supporting them. Um, I hope for them to improve, carry on improving on all aspects of play and play calling. Um, it's another game, another bit of experience. But yeah, unfortunately, I do think we're going to lose this week. What do you think about it, Rob? There's a few things. I think if we look at the stats, I'm not sure what they would tell us. But if we are looking at a three-game road streak, which we've had, so there aren't many of those in the NFL. And I would have thought the third game of a sequence like that doesn't go very well for the road team, usually. Um, for the Redskins, I know... For one thing I do know stat-wise is that Chris Thompson is leading the league in yards after the catch at the moment, catching out the backfield. So we've got to be someone like Mr. Bowman's going to need to be busy and limiting the yards after the catch there. If there is a bright spot, the Redskins are without Josh Norman, who is probably by far their best defensive player. He's out for a couple of weeks. That's going to stretch them in their secondary, which is probably their weak point anyway. They do have some people on the line that are a bit worrying, like Robert Kerrigan, and for example, they could have a bit of fun going through the middle of our offensive line. But if we can get some quick slants out to Garcon, who probably would have been the one being covered by Josh Norman, then um, they may have some joy possibly there. I'm not overly positive about this one to join in, but if, if there is a positive, that would probably be it. So I think we need to try and exploit. Obviously, it's Shanahan going back to Washington. There's some history there. So maybe we'll um, have some extra motivation in the, in the team from Kyle, trying to get one over an old employer, maybe. But um, I think this might be a close game, because I think the defence will will shut down a lot of the Redskins. But I think they may just have a little bit too much for us. I think there's some... If there are some wins on the schedule, they're probably later on in the, in the season rather than this game. Or they were earlier on. <laughs> No, I think the start of the year was tough for them. There are some games coming up. Yeah. We keep saying this, but we got the... I was going to say the Jags at one point, but they're looking like a decent team, all of them. Exactly. Going back to my point earlier, how we're... I mean, they're not the finished article by any means, but they certainly look a much improved time, a much improved team, and it's took time. Um, I, I, like, I hate to admit this, but I've enjoyed watching them so far this season. So, but yeah, so not to be all doom and gloom going into this game, but uh, yeah, let's let's just let's just look for improvements where we can, um, and hopefully they'll surprise us and we'll end up having a twenty-odd point victory with the defense miraculously being able to play the longest time and being on a pitch and every time. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's hope they surprise us. Let's hope. Oh, about a third straight overtime game, and this time the defense score or force of safety or something. I don't, I don't think I could cope with another overtime game. Any win will do right now. Absolutely, and at the end of the day, all three of us, we've all taken a leaf out of the Kevin Nealon school of predicting. So we've all said what we think is going to happen. So we now are all hoping mm -hmm. the exact opposite yep, is going to happen. Hi, Kev. <laughs> well, we're waffling on quite a bit here, so um, I think it's time we moved on to the two-minute drill, gentlemen. I know I have a habit of making this a four-minute drill, so I'm going to get my stopwatch out. You'll be pleased yeah, to know, yeah. Graham. Yes, it's, it's more the answers, James. Length yes. of. Yes, okay. Yeah. Yep. Good. So I'm going to keep an eye on that as well. I'm going to start the clock after the first question is asked. Are uh, you ready, gentlemen? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to come to Graham with the first one. Graham, 
The Niners, Giants and Browns are all 0-5. Will any of these teams go 0-16? Yes. Giants. No, sorry, the Browns. The Browns go 0-16. Okay, James. Kansas City at the moment, the only undefeated team. Can they go 16-0? and No. No. Kick back to Graham. Aaron Lynch is in a contract year. Renew or release at the end of the season? Release. Okay. James. DeForest Buckner. Realistic contender for defensive player of the year. True or false? True. True at the minute. Okay. Graham, we've talked about Amelia. Carlos Hyde. Will he have a thousand yards rushing this season? Yes, he will. I like it. Staying on offense, James. Pierre Garçon. Thousand yard receiving season? Yes or no? No, not with the quarterback play at the minute. Okay, moving to defense, Graham. Elvis Dumerville, three and a half sacks so far, both in all of those in the last couple of games. Will he reach 10 for the season? Yes. Okay, James, you mentioned him earlier. Adrian Peterson, now a member of the Arizona Cardinals. Does that increase their chances of winning the NFC West this year? Yes. 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 You're going to see him at Twickenham in a couple of weeks. Yes, I know someone who's going. I'm very jealous of that. Okay, so revised end of the season win total. Obviously, we started zero and five. What has that impacted your prediction at all, Graham? No, because I said four. I still think we can. We'll, we'll, we'll win four games. Okay. And final question, James. With the trade deadline approaching, any player you think is a realistic candidate to be traded? To be traded? No. To be traded for? Yes. So look at that. First time ever. The only thing I would have to say is that get, getting um, Adrian Peterson lifted the Cardinals chance from no way to just no. Mm. So uh, yes, they've increased, but they ain't going to happen. Yeah. We still lost. We lost to them. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to see him later in the year anyway. We've got one more game to see, Adrian. That's true. So just before we go, we need to touch on the news, or the very sad news this week, of the passing of Y.A. Tittle, one of the 49ers Hall of Famers, who died at the age of 90, I believe he was. Obviously, yeah. he was a legend in San Francisco, and thoughts and condolences, obviously, with his family at this time, and the memories that he served up to all 49ers fans and all football fans, obviously be remembered for a long time and deserved member of the Hall of Fame so um, sad to see him go but speaking of having to go we are going to need to end the show we've been talking far too long for everybody so gentlemen it's time to say goodbye 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 I'd like to thank James and Graham for being the guests today to Audio Nautics for the music Mark Lyon Daryl Niels Hammond James and social media Graham and Stan Edzie again obviously everyone else for all the work they do in the group Reach out again to the Northway of California. We're thinking of you and hoping all the best for you and hope the weather improves and the fires go out as soon as possible. This has been the Frequency 49 show. My name's Rob and we say goodbye and we're on to Washington. Mm -hmm.